Hey, Imani St. James for the St. James Project Weekly Podcast. How's everybody doing? All right. As you know, I like to always talk about or give a recap of some of the most eventful or things that I find interesting for the week. And this week we're going to be talking about a few things. Um, But before I do, let's talk about what's going on right now. Today, Monday, this is Monday. And you know what? It has been some strange weather out here in California, Southern and Northern California. Last night was unbelievable. All my years of living here, I know I've been living here off and on since 1964. And I've seen, you know, the best of the best and some of the worst, but the worst was never really the worst. But last night was incredible. We had a windstorm, which I think they categorized as a category one. And I'm thinking, okay, what is a category one? That sounds like some hurricane stuff, but actually that's what it was like. I have never been... I was a little bit terrified and all my windows were open. Now I live upstairs and some of my stuff was blown over. And I'm thinking, how does that happen? That I mean, inside, inside my crib. And it was like, oh my God, it was knocking and banging and it was very unsettling. But today it's toned down a little bit. Um, PG&E, as you know, they've turned off some uh, the power in certain areas. Now I'm a little bit... I live in a little bit dem- demographic, so I live on the flat part. I guess some people call it the urban part. We don't really get those issues here, but maybe a mile and a half two, going up in the hills area, they're having their power turned off. And I like to go hang out in Berkeley Hills. You know, they got trails, they got other things to do. There's a whole little area over there. There's a whole nother world over there in Berkeley that um, their power uh, PG&E is threatening to turn off their power or it may be off because as of last night it was supposed to be off and you know what it, the weather out here it's it, there's something going on there's something going on in this on on this earth that uh, I cannot explain because that's not my area of expertise but I don't think you need a degree to see is this global warming or what okay enough of that so let's get to my first topic Jamel Hill. Now, last week, Jamel Hill made a comment about um, on Twitter and what she said. And I'm going to read it here to you um, verbatim. So, you know, excuse me if you're hearing papers being shuffled because I I had to print this out because I agree wholeheartedly with her. Now, so on her on her Twitter page, Jamel Hill said, I have increasingly found that many black men. She didn't say all now. She said many, and some really just had an issue with this statement. She said that many black men just want better access to patriarchy. They don't actually want to dismantle it. And all she's talking about is power. And you know what? To some degree, that's true. And I tell you why I I think so. Um, You know what? I feel like black men and white women have two things in common. They want to play victim when it plays to their narrative and then they want respect and they want at um acknowledgement when it plays to their narrative and here she's talking about them wanting uh you know if they had more access to the power the same power power as the white men 
you know, they probably wouldn't have a problem with dismantling the whole system. But since it's not working for them, per se, some of them want to dismantle it. But I cannot tell you how many times, and I'm probably not even explaining this right, that um, black men have uh, not come to the aid of women or supported us like we supported them in having equality um, uh, access to the same that white men have but when they do get it they're silent on our issues and I can see what she's saying to, uh, and I can see actually see what she's saying and, and I wholeheartedly agree just some of the their their black men are quiet on some things that they need to speak up about especially when it relates to uh black women and black women who we get out there and we fight for all of us not just black women but when we go to battle we go to battle for the betterment of our our entire race as a whole but i don't feel like black men do that for us they do that for them and when it when it concerns their issues but they're not really as vocal when it concerns black women exclusively they should be riding for us like we ride for them but you know what i could be wrong i doubt it but i could be wrong and i agree with this statement and the 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 pushback that she got from from uh brothers was just I kind of feel like it was unprecedented, but here's the thing. There are issues on both sides with us. We need to be focused on us and work on working out our issues, inner healing of the race and not really be so concerned about what's going on outside of our race that, but that we need to, um, find common ground and they need to support us like we go out of the way to support them they have not stepped up to the plate yet i'm gonna always say that and i know i'm gonna get them little crazy dms that i've i've been getting a lot of them lately and i don't know if that's because um uh, I'm following NFAC or what, but I've been getting some crazy um, direct messages. In, and I told you last week, the one I got that called me corny. Oh, whatever. Okay, whatever. So this leads me into um, my next discussion. I had a chance to see the interview, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, AKA Coon, Uncle Ruckus, Bootlicker, step and fetch whatever name you want to use so you know i did a little research and i didn't have to dig deep now i saw his interview with grandmaster jay um the uh head of the nfac the not fucking around coalition that is really what the name of his organization his organization is called Uh uh-oh and when i you know i couldn't watch more than 15 minutes of the interview because when i first uh heard jesse lee peterson speak i already knew where this this was heading this is your typical coon i i mean it, it only took five seconds to see that coon is that cooning vibe on him and so excuse me he started off well, there were a couple of things he said, <clears throat> but I want to get into what the couple of things that stood out for me. All right, please forgive me. As much as I'm into eating right and taking care of myself and, and drinking the best water and everything, I was having a moment. So I was talking about Jesse Lee Peterson. Now, it took me all but five seconds to peep this dude out. 
So I go on his Twitter page because, you know, you always want to have your your facts and your information and make sure what you're seeing and what you're hearing is jiving with what you've experienced or, you know, what you are the, you know, when you're analyzing someone, you want to make sure you, you got you, you got it right. Or I just want to make sure that what I'm seeing and hearing uh, goes with, you know, uh, my thoughts and my own personal views. So I go on Jesse Lee Peterson's page and the first thing I see, he says, um, he's American, not black American, but American. Uh, no dude, you're black American and there's a difference. Okay. American is for white people. Black American is for those with a dark, with a darker hue. And there is a difference in this system, but he don't see that yet. Cause he's still cooning. And then he said he was a pastor. Oh my God. You know what? I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the, the Trinity, the um, speaking in tongues. I was raised in church all my life. But the more I study for myself, the more I hear other arguments, because you got to kind of balance things out for yourself and you got to find what is the actual truth and I don't like to just be told something. I want to go and research it for myself. Even if you have to pray God to give you the answer, you know what? It tells you to study, to show yourself approved. And so when I hear a lot of Christians who, who is speaking the way he speaks, talk the way he talks, I automatically, the red flag automatic, automatically goes up. And then that's when I kick in biasness mode because he is the typical 21st century slave now the dialogue between him and grandmaster jay like i said the first 15 minutes of it i watched if that much and i was pretty like okay i'm getting in my feelings because this dude is a fucking clown yes he really is he was saying stuff to grandmaster jay like um why don't you um you know, uh, encourage black men to get married and, and own land and property and houses and invest in your community. Uh, have you really researched, dude? L let's just stop there. No, you've not done your research. And two, there are a lot of us who are owners, entrepreneurs, black women are, are, are doing things for themselves without any help from the government because you know we're the most disrespected and we are finding creative ways to make it work we're owning our own businesses in spite of everything that's going on in this in the racial uh, issues inequalities uh the racial strife we making it work too everybody maybe it's not written you know what people are not getting married as young these days and some are choosing to wait later in life because they want to make sure they have their ducks in order. But then I'm like, well, okay, let's just set that aside. The second comment he made to Grandmaster uh, Jay was, um, why, why, do, why do black men, black men or black people, but I think he would specifically said black men, if my memory serves me correct, need to own guns dude do you hear yourself you really you you really need to be put on time out i'm serious if you go back and watch this interview it's on um youtube and it's called jesse lee peterson the state of something i wrote it down i can't find it but anyway google him and um 
put them in into YouTube and you'll see this interview now. If you can stand it, that's fine. Go for it. I can't stand them. I really don't like him. You know what? I have grown up in the church and I have seen women manipulated by men like him who come with that thinking. I have known women personally who have talked to me who were being mistreated. It was a, it may not have been physical abuse, but f uh, financial and verbal abuse is just as damaging. And you had old ass black men like him who would tell women, oh, just stay there in the marriage and work it out. God is gonna heal it. No, no, that don't work. And all of that came up listening to him. So I, you know what, I know what I'm sensing is on point. That's why I, the first place I started with at was at his Twitter page. And I didn't even need to go past that. I did not need to go past that. You know what? Those days of what our grandmothers and aunties and mothers dealt with is over. It's over. Ladies, by all means, get your education. I don't have a problem if you want to be a stay-at-home mom. Matter of fact, more power to you. But here's the thing. And I know this is like a little sidebar. Don't get so wrapped up in this person and put all your everything on this one person that you forget who you are. Because I've grown up in the in in a church in church in a time where they were telling the women to you take on his identity. Just put your 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 dreams and your plans on the back burner and so just support him at all costs this is how we get into trouble why am I saying this I don't know but that is the person that I saw when he made that statement now they had a little back and forth dialogue and then you know Grandmaster Jay he's passionate angry you know uh, in a cute way but he's very passionate and you know you you only gonna talk so much and say clownery shit to him he's gonna correct you yeah he did do that but like I said after a few minutes of watching the interview I ain't trying to hear all this because this is just crazy and here's the thing ladies we have got to start holding these men these black men accountable we can hold black men accountable and yet celebrate them at the same time. The two acts are not mutually exclu exclusive, excuse me. We can do both at the same time. This is what we have got to start doing more or more of and stop listening to these jive ass coonery men who talk, look and sound like Jesse Lee Peterson. I mean, this was the coon of the coons. I'm sure he, I'm sure he knows Candace Owen. I'm sure he knows Terrence K. Williams. He probably did hang out with Herman McCain before he died. This was so offensive that you would say why just that little one segment in the interview alone was enough to give me, to give him the finger. How dare you say, why do black people need to own guns? We are in a living in a time where they are going in our homes, killing us, and they are getting away with it. You know what they're using, they're hiding behind the law that they created. Really, do we expect the oppressor, the descendants of slave owners to have our best interest at heart, to, to have our best interest in heart, in heart, in heart, at heart, at heart, that's the right way, to, 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 to operate in our best interest for us. No, that's just like 
I so wish I would have went to an HB, HBCU. I, I honestly get it now. Um, Dr. Umar Johnson talked about how this pandemic has probably been the, gre the greatest thing for black people. Why? Because a lot of women or a lot of um, families are, are having to homeschool their children. And, you know, by you, the kids, um, doing their lessons via zoom you get to analyze and see more in depth what's going on do we honestly expect the descendant of slaves owners that's what they are the descendants to teach our kids what is right to get them out of the oppression to get them out of of being oppressed no we don't we don't, and I don't even think I'm, I'm, I'm communicating it right. I don't think I'm saying it right, but I'm saying people who oppress you, that's what they're going to continue to do to keep you in a mold, in a mindset, in, in a situation where you will always be oppressed. Well, now we got these new leaders popping up and some of them are green. Some of them are figuring it out while they, you know, while they're yet learning, but Hey, they are at least being proactive. You know, all the, the negative pushback that um, Grandmaster Jay has gotten from, it is really from the white community because this black man is talking about building our own. And really, we don't have nothing of our own. Think about it. So our ancestors were taken from their land um, to come over here and, and dropped off in various places on the earth and, and around the world and to to toll and build for other cultures other ethnicities so here we find ourselves african americans we can't truly go back to africa and live because you know what we don't know anything about that we know what we were told and they don't we don't even get along with us right now we still have to work on healing within the entire african community african americans and africans abroad we still got issues there. So I kind of feel like it's that movie where um, I had to take African-American studies. No, Af uh, Af uh, African, no, Latin American studies. That was the final class I needed to get my degree in, in college. And so not knowing anything about uh, the culture in entirely, I, we, we had to watch a series of movies and go to shows and do a bunch of other things. But I like this movie I saw um about the Tejano singer Selena and in that movie James Edward Olmos who played Selena's father talked about being a foreigner on his own land but yet living in it was Texas I believe and yet he couldn't identify with both so I'm gonna I can't go he says I can't go back to Mexico because this is that is a country a land that I don't know this is a country I don't know I'm here in and he was talking about Texas I'm made to, I'm here, but also there's nothing for me here. And I kind of feel that's how we are as, as African-Americans, black Americans. We can't really go back to Africa, you know, and then we get no respect here either. All right. So I'm just saying, if you haven't had a chance to check out the interview with Jesse Lee Peterson, by all means, please do so. And if you have a different take on it than me, fine, let me know. 
you know, I could be totally off. Maybe I missed something. But like I said, after about 15 minutes of that garbage, of that slave talk, I, you know, I cannot stand 21st century slaves. And I can't listen to them too long. There is nothing that anyone can tell me that this administration is for the betterment of African-Americans. Uh, I don't hear it. I don't see it. And, and if you go and look up today, uh, what Jared Kushner said, you'll see why I said that. I mean, I wonder what he says off. If he can make those kind of statements on camera, I wonder what he's saying off camera, because I found his comments today was just as, as offensive as offensive could get. Okay, enough about that. And also, you know what? Uh, Dana Stubblefield is another one. We got too many brothers getting in trouble, and this has got to stop. Dana Stubblefield was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison for raping. Uh, where is the article at? And I know you hear me shuffling papers here because I went to the same church as Dana, Stubble, as Dana Stubblefield. Here it is right here. So this is to, this is from the Mercury News. Yes. Dana Stubblefield, a three-time pro bowler with the 49ers, and I do believe he played with the Raiders also. Um, he was accused of raping Jane Doe, and I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet she was a white woman, given the area that he lived in, or, uh, well, at least at the time that he was a member of our church. He was up in the Morgan Hill area. This is usually a white community. Um, this has been going on since, uh, for five years because we did a, um, a mock, uh, interview session where media, we had media communications class. And so each student had to pick a subject to talk about. And we were talking about this and this was in 2017. So the, this, this crime actually happened back in 2015 so here we're now we're five years later and he's finally been, he's finally been sentenced i mean the axe has just they just lowered the axe on this brother and how much of it is was was raised and i'm gonna tell you why i kind of feel like the punishment does not fit the crime but here's what he's been accused of doing raping her held her at gun uh against uh what does it say against her will and this was all behind the babysitting job. Yeah, and then he would pay her for a trip. He paid her, so I guess there was an exchange of money. Yeah, he, he locked her in the first floor bedroom and assaulted her. Um, And I, maybe the ax came down so hard is because she's intellectually disabled. And they wanted, uh, the defense, I guess, came back saying it was consensual sex. And I'm trying to understand what would even be the fascination to want to integrate, um, hook up with somebody who's not even on your level? That that that's crazy. That's some whack ass shit. All right, but also this is where I believe he got convicted at. Although the juror, you know, they're saying that the the other women who came forth and made the same accusation, but the statute of limitation ran out so they he was not convicted on the, those crimes no that's bullshit and i'll give you the perfect example oj when he went to jail in nevada it was a burglary issue 
Uh, and supposedly he was he had took back his own stuff. Now OJ spent nine years behind bars for that, but I beg to differ. I believe that was a way of getting some conviction and payback for the murders for the murders of Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson. I'm sorry, I've talked with too many lawyers who said that that's really what that conviction was about, that they was gonna get him one way or another. And one lawyer did say that that was just an overkill of that sentence. And this is kind of like what I feel here. Okay, let the punishment fit the crime. No one's challenging that. And he should serve time in jail if he did that. But this is, this is overkill. You know, I just don't believe 15 years to life, 15 years to life, does the punishment fit the crime? And I don't believe it does. And I said that there was more to this story than what was being told in the mainstream media. And when I went back and started reading it, I realized, okay, other women have come forward. And although they'll go through the motion and say, you know what, you got to strike this testimony and we're not going to charge you and the statutes of limitation has run out. You know, when it comes to black men and other people of color, that that's bullshit, that they're going to drop the hammer on us. That's just the way it is. It is amazing that those who have written the law don't follow the law themselves, but they're quick to apply every letter of that law when it comes to black men, black women, and other people of color. That's all I'm saying. But Dana Stubblefield, when I saw this, you know, I was shocked. I was deeply shocked because how do you go from sugar to shit in that amount of time? Dude, now this was maybe, when did I go to Jubilee Christian Center? This is not Jubilee Christian Center anymore. They actually uh, sold the church and it's called My Redemption Church. Uh, and it sits out there in San Jose, out there on an island by, well, pretty much like by itself. They own three big buildings. I haven't been out there since it's become My Redemption Church. But he was very active in the church and the youth ministries and a whole bunch of other um, things. Very close with the pastor. And I was really floored to see this. Dude. 15 years to life yes he's appealing it but let's see how that go and and just i mean this just brings up brock turner everything remember the judge gave him like 90 days in jail he was caught in the very act of raping a young woman who was inebriated um but he was recalled but just but then that same judge turned around and gave a young man of color i don't believe he was black like he gave him the hammer for the the same crime. <sighs> oh, you just can't trust them. I, I I say it all the time. You know what? I um I and I, you know what? You 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 gotta call white people on their bullshit. Some of them, not all of them, just you know that they just they they just on a whole nother level. All right, so I want to move on to Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin was released from jail. Um, I want to know who put up the million dollars for him. Mm-hmm. I, after what, seven, eight months, he's been released and, and he was granted permission to move out of state while he wait for his trial to commence. But here's the thing, George Floyd's kids, where they, where, where did they get to go to see their father to the grave? 
That's where they can go visit him at, at his grave. This man intentionally murdered someone and it was caught on film. And that just tells you how bold they are now. While the third degree, I think it's the third degree murder charge was um, vacated. There's still the second degree, there's manslaughter and I believe second degree murder charges. So he's not off the hook yet. But you know what? It's kind of like, um, I'm expecting them. So I, I don't have, I have no faith in the legal system when it comes to us and vindication for, for, for us in our community. I just don't. This is more of a reason why we should make it a point. We don't always agree on everything, but there's a bigger picture at play here. And the play is that I'm down for separate but equal. I really am. I'm down for separate but equal. We need something for us that's exclusively for us. That's why I ride I ride hard for the NFAC. I'm serious. I'm all down for it. Supporter, financial supporter, because we it's time to go in a different direction. We have marched, we have begged, we have pleaded, and you know what? Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. And I can understand that that uh, NFAC, not fucking around. We, we done. At least for me, I'm done. I'm done. It's time to do something different, okay? Insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, time after time, and expecting different results. Nothing has changed for us. And now they let this man out of jail. He should still be in prison. He should still be behind bars waiting for trial. So pretty much all the officers who murdered this man and the whole world watched. The whole, the entire world saw that eight minutes and 46 seconds, George Floyd meet his maker because of Derek Chauvin. But someone put up the million dollars for him and then he got to leave the state because he know, you know what, that street justice just might kick in. That's uh, I'm, um, I ain't saying, you know what, I ain't wishing it upon him. But you know what, if it happens, it's, it's all right by me. It is all right by me. And that is pretty much, you know, what I got for this week. It has just been just, just, you know, it, things just keep changing. You think, is it going to get better? You know, we're seeing progress here. We take a step forward, two steps back. But these are the things, these are the, the few little things that happened this week that I felt was worthy of mentioning. Yes, but the um, it all ties into, I guess, starting from that Jamel Hill thing. It just like, when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? She's on point. She's on point. Remember, I, you can catch me every week. The St. James Project podcast. I like to just recap the highlights of, of, of uh, I like to do a recap of uh, weekly events, things that st stand out the most. In addition, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's it. If you want to send me the messages, go right ahead. I read them all. I read them all. And you know what? I'm not responding to craziness. I'm not responding to, to disrespectful comments. So, but if you want to send it, go right ahead. I'll read it and then I will delete it. All right. Imani St. James for the St. James Project, the pop culture edition, weekly recap of the events that have taken place, things that, that need to be told, because there's a lot of people I'm finding out here who do not watch TV. And 
you know what i i'm like that i go to twitter or watch certain things well wait a minute i'm online eight to nine hours five days a week yeah i got that side hustle i'm about my paper too and once i'm done the last thing i want to hear is something crazy something negative another murder or whatever hey hey but before i go check this out go check out comedian godfrey on his instagram page um he talked about sars he talked about sars and he took it to the real because um i guess i'll go ahead and say this before i go beyonce was getting a lot of clap back from a lot of Ni a nigerian a lot of nigerians in regards to sars and i hadn't heard anything about it i mean it is not in mainstream media but um i did find out about it on bbc it seems like they talk about things that we you know there's a lot of things mainstream media do not report about in our issue regarding you know the things that happen in the black community whether it be in america or abroad so you know i found out about what sars is about um and if you can see some of the videos of uh, of the protesters who were murdered do you know what i have never oh my god the 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 most disturbing piece of footage i saw last week was i can't even tell if it was a man or woman somebody's face was half missing and their brain literally laying out on the street but beyonce got a lot of clap back from the nigerian community because you know she's very into the culture and when she did that um the video for disney the, her, her her latest video album uh dang something's king i can't how is it i can't remember this and i just saw it uh oh, a couple of weeks ago so her latest video album but she used a lot of uh nigerians people from the african culture and the the background the drop was all african inspired so they went after her hard and i keep saying it all the time artists are not politicians i didn't understand why did they why she was getting a lot of negative pushback for something that she can't control you know that what's the why are they beating up on her about this and then one person even wrote on twitter that had beyonce spoken out or something this would not have happened okay you know what that's just totally bullshit so comedian godfrey the comedian he addressed that on his instagram page and i did repost it on my facebook page now i didn't repost it on instagram because it's a long it's like about 10 minutes he's talking about it and he talks about the similarities about what's going over in on in nigeria lagos nigeria and how that is the same thing that's happening here in the united states of america as far as you know you have black people here they're being brutalized by their own people and you have black people over there they're being brutalized by their own people but he breaks it down and it's something that's worth looking at all right so until next week i'm gonna say peace out take care learn all that you can but think about it you know what we gotta start working together don't forget to vote I'm not a Democrat. I don't care nothing about them, but I hate Republicans even more. And let's get rid of the clown first and then work on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Cause what Joe Biden may be a one-term president, if that much, two old white guys, 
neither one of them I like, but let's get rid of the worst one first and then work on getting rid of the second one. All right, St. James Project Podcast. I'll talk to you later. Peace.